Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. All right, being a startup entrepreneur is a struggle. Now, as some of you know, I recently joined the ranks of a startup founder. In November, we launched InnerTrue, and boy, my world has moved to light speed within a totally new dimension. It has become ridiculously exciting, but it's very stressful. But there's a huge challenge that I have, and that's maintaining operational discipline. My struggle comes from the need to put out fires and execute critical projects that are outside my expertise, making it difficult to stay disciplined in a workflow cadence that produces results. So today we're gonna key in on 10 disciplines that you can implement in your life today to produce consistent results that benefit of your company growth. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win-win the strongest hires, we do so by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Mr. Gino Wickman. Now, if you don't know who Gino is, uh, you need to go buy books because he's on every bookshelf. Gino is the author of Traction, and he's also the founder of EOS Worldwide, an organization that helps tens of thousands of businesses implement EOS with the aid of an international team of over 600 professional and certified EOS implementers and online support. There are over 200,000 companies using the EOS tools worldwide. Today, Gino focuses on helping entrepreneurs and leaders maximize their freedom, creativity, and impact through his books, Entrepreneurial Leap, Rocket Fuel, Traction, The EOS Life, and The 10 Disciplines for Managing and Maximizing Your Energy which is what makes Gino the perfect expert for today's topic. Gino, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you again. Too good looking bald, man. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this because actually it's timely for me because I'm struggling with this right now. I don't, you know, and I think a lot of startup founders kind of feel the same same pain. I've gone back and I've upped my content of reading, but I'm, I'm still trying to, to desperately kind of get some of my discipline in place so that I'm not pulling out any more hair from my head. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're gonna, you're gonna share with us the 10 disciplines. We're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna discuss what might be the most relevant ones for startups, that works for you? Sure, that's right. great. So let's talk about the 10 disciplines. What are they? Run me through all 10. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'll start by saying, you know, I, I founded, started EOS Worldwide and built it over a 17-year period, growing 40% per year, living by these 10 disciplines. So I'm speaking from experience. And so for the audience out there that are these startup founding entrepreneurs, um, I, I, I teach exactly what I've lived. And so this comes from experience. With that said, uh, they're, they're known as the 10 disciplines for managing and maximizing your energy. And so it's all about energy management. And what the way I like to describe this is these disciplines are for racehorses. And so these are for people that are hard charging, driven, visionary entrepreneurs. And so you're already built to run. What this does is helps you run faster. It also makes an assumption that you're doing the basics. You're eating right, you're exercising, you're sleeping relatively well. So you're doing the basics. This is where we now add fuel to that fire and, like I said, help you run faster. And so what I always like to do is just kind of a, 
real quick couple of minute riff on all 10. And then you know your audience better than I do. I would urge you to pick one, two, or three, and let's just drill down deep on the ones that you feel are most beneficial for your audience. And I can certainly offer my opinion as well. But but here's the real high-level pass on the 10 disciplines. Perfect. And so discipline number one is 10-year thinking. And 10-year thinking is all about shifting your mindset from wanting everything now, 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 today, this week, this month, this quarter, this year, to expanding that horizon and thinking in multi-decade terms. When you will shift your thinking like that, as I learned at age 35, time slows down, there's a peace that comes over you, and you will literally make better decisions and get there faster. Discipline two is take time off. My recommendation, my recommendation is you should be taking off 130 days a year minimum. And so as I built EOS Worldwide from the day I founded it, every year for 17 years, I took the month of August off, I took a sabbatical and I took 150 days off a year. You've got to recharge your batteries. I'm convinced I had more energy. I was more creative by taking that time off. Discipline number three is know thyself. And so what this is all about is really knowing your true innate self and freely living from your soul and who you are and letting your freak flag fly. You'll be much more effective and your energy will absolutely explode. Discipline four is be still. And so it's taking time to slow down, meditate, contemplate, pray, whatever it is that works for you, it's putting on the brakes and being still. Discipline number five is know your 100%. This is your work container and knowing the number of weeks a year and the number of hours a week that is your maximum output without burning out. Discipline six is to say no, dot, 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 often. It's the real power of managing energy is to say no to all the energy drainers in your life. Discipline seven is don't do $25 an hour work. That one I don't even have to explain. So high return on your time investment when you don't do $25 an hour work. Discipline eight is to prepare every night. Amazingly powerful. When your head hits the pillow, make sure you've laid out the next day before you fall asleep. Number nine is to put everything in one place. So as we charge through the day and we get hit with literally 10, 20, 30 things, the idea is to put them all in one place so you're not scattered. And number 10, discipline number 10, is to be humble. And so those are the 10, the fastest pass I can do at them. What jumps out at you? What do you want to drill down on for your audience? I mean, there's a bunch of them that resonate with me. So selfishly, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to take please, ownership of this. So the couple that I want to key in on are the tenure thinking, and then I also want to get into say no often. Because uh, as an sure. entrepreneur... We say yes to everything. Let's start out with the 10-year thinking. Let's talk a little bit about that. Fantastic. The problems that I think most of us have as entrepreneurs is that I'm thinking in terms of what I need to get done yesterday, most mm. of the time, right? How do I get into a 10-year thinking mindset when all I know is I've got all these projects that are building up that I need to get done in order for me to start selling the product so that I don't get my investors pissed off at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, with investors, which is something that I don't do, I'm not yeah. knocking it, don't get me wrong, but I control my own destiny. And so sure. when you have that dynamic of investors breathing down your neck, it does add a dimension. But honest to God, though, it doesn't change a single thing. It will help you make better decisions. And so what I think helps create the mindset the most is to just simply understand the value. If you really understand the value. And so like I said, when I teed this up and did that riff, 
you know, when I was 35, I had this aha. So from 18 to 35, I was this entrepreneur in the making, hard charging, wanted everything like now, this week, this month at the latest, I wanted it all now. And at 35, when I really learned this and discovered this, I mean, literally it was life changing. And like I said, time will literally slow down for you. You will think better. You will make better decisions. And what's ironic and what I learned is you will get there faster. And so the point I'm trying to make is in your now, now, now thinking, you're actually making worse decisions. You're making bad decisions because they're such short-term decisions where when you shift to long-term thinking, you make these great decisions that are giving you quantum leaps toward where you want to go. And so it's just all about slowing down. There's a great quote I love to share, and it's a business quote. It's been said many different ways, but it says that, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, but we greatly underestimate what we can accomplish in 10 years. And so again, when you shift and slow down and realize that you're going to get a lot more done in the next 10 years, if you'll shift, than sitting here trying to cram all this stuff into the next year. Again, it's I don't expect you to believe it yet because it's a muscle you start to build, but it is true. It is scientific. I've proven it for myself over the last 20 years. Again, I think we all have in mind that 10-year goal, right? 10 years, I want to go public, or 10 years, mm -hmm. I want to yeah. sell for yeah. 10x multiplier, right? But at the same time, I have that in mind, but how do you build that into your day-to-day -day activity of the work that you're working on today. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the disciplines, they all start to work together. So I'm not gonna bring the other disciplines into this yet, but it starts with you just simply shifting to thinking in multi-decade terms, because yeah. I'm not entirely convinced that, you know, while you say people are saying, yeah, I wanna, you know, be worth $100 million in 10 years, they have these long reach goals. I'm not so convinced that that's what's really going on. And so yeah. what we're talking about here is, is is really thinking in multi-decade terms and realizing that if you're sitting there as a 30-year-old, let's say, and you just started your business, by every imaginable scientific measure, you've got at least 50 good years left, probably 70, but let's just use a safe number 50. You've got five decades. All right. What in the hell are you in such a hurry for? And so it's just taking a wider horizon, just understand that. And then, so I'm just going to use me as an example. When I look at myself 10 and 20 and 30 years from now, because every business I start, everything I'm doing, everything I'm putting out into the world, they're all multi-decade plans. You just tend to look at everything a different way. And when I want my, what I want my life to look like and what I want my family to look like and my friendships to look like and my body to look like and me to look like. So when I clearly know that, see that, think that way, the decisions I make today, the thing I eat, the thing I'm about to say to a loved one, the business decision I'm about to make, the meeting I'm about to take, it starts to get really clear because I'll give you one example. So with this new company I launched a year and a half ago, 10 Disciplines for Managing and Maximizing Your Energy, today's topic, our mission and our goal is to free a million souls. In other words, we want a million people to let their freak flag fly and fully be themselves. <laughs> and so that's the reason I said yes to this podcast, because this podcast is going to cause something to happen that literally five years from now, from this podcast, there's going to be some benefit and some outcome. 
And so I'm thinking that way, as opposed to trying to close a deal with you this afternoon, you know, or trying to get somebody to sign up for our group coaching today. It's not about that for us. We would love all of those things, but we're just taking a longer term horizon, a more patient horizon, which again, I've experienced it two 20, you know, two 10 year periods in the last 20 years that I am further ahead in the last 10 years. And I believe I will be further ahead over the next 10 years by taking this approach and outlook, as opposed to this hurried, energy draining, stressful approach to literally wanting everything now and trying to close every single deal right here and now. So it's more of a built to last approach, right? I mean, you're basically taking it from the perspective of like, I want to leave a legacy rather than I want to exit a company. Yeah, well, well, I've exited two companies. So I, I think it's I don't need to exit 20 companies in the next 10 years, and I'll be perfectly fine over the next 50 years if I exit five of them really well. But again, leave in place, you're right, a legacy, a foundation, something strong. 95% of the companies that sell are out of business in two years, and you can buy them back for five cents on the dollar. I, I'm not interested in that. I, that's that's uh, that's gross to me. So again, we're also talking about philosophy here, and if, yeah. if you don't subscribe philosophy, then, you know, I'm probably not the right content for you. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. And it's it's really hard when you get caught up in the minutia of day-to-day activity where you're like, oh God, I, I, I'm so far behind to be able to get ahead. Again, that's a part that I'm battling with. I do think of the 10-year, you know, I do think 10-year thinking, but again, it's just that, that thing that takes you out of that thinking, that mechanism, whatever yeah, that might I, be. You, Right. And you prompted two other thoughts. And again, you, I'll let you be the barometer and the gauge for how much time we spend on each one of them. But the two things you prompted, I'll start with something my business mentor taught me now uh, 30 years ago, and he, and he calls it a 10-year business cycle. And so far, it has held true for three decades. I've experienced these cycles, as have all of my clients. And so the 10-year business cycle works like this. In a 10-year time frame, Every business is going to have six good years, two great years, and two terrible years that will potentially put you out of business. And that has held true for me and all of my businesses in the last 30 years and all of my clients. And so if you just look back and you look forward, it's going to happen. And so an example is, you know, let's look at COVID or the 0809 recession or whatever it is, because something's coming in the next 10 years that is going to kick your business square in the ass and potentially put you out of business. Well, when you're in that two year shit storm, as many of us were during COVID, I had a 10 year outlook. Many of my clients had a 10-year outlook. Many of our EOS implementers had a 10-year outlook because I've been teaching this to them for the last 20 to 30 years. And I can't tell you how many texts and emails I got saying thank you for the advice because the idea is to be prepared for the two tough years. So when you're in that shit storm and you have a 10-year outlook, you know you're going to get out. You're confident you're going to get out. So there's point one. Point two with what you said, yes, when you're sitting there right now and you literally have... 20 projects, to-dos, things, problems on your list today, and you're so overwhelmed, if you will just zoom out and just kind of put things in perspective, because I'm the same way. I, I literally, I can show you my list. I mean, right now I have 15 projects, things I need to write, problems I need to solve, people I need to call. It's a lot of shit on there. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take a big step back and I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to try and get all this stuff done. But worst case, which are the things that are going to perpetuate me forward the fastest, which things 
tie best to this tenure thinking. Sometimes I just decide to not do it at all. I just cut it off the list because I took on too much, but I'm always thinking with that approach. And all of a sudden that overwhelm that I feel, all of a sudden there's just a calm that comes over me and I make the right decision. Which leads us to the next piece, which is say no often. And I think, um, I think this is something I needed to be reminded of which is why yeah. I was kind of going here. And, and you know what? I actually went through my list last night after we, we spoke yesterday. Last night I went back through my list. I'm like, what do I need to say no to? And actually, I, I started, you know, redefining my rocks for, for the quarter. But all right. So let's talk about say no often. I would love to. This one is my favorite because it's the one that comes easiest to me. Um, I get giddy by telling people no. Um, and, and the way I like to lean into this or, or kind of build up to this is making that point again about how these 10 disciplines, they really work together and they magnify each other and they really create a foundation and a platform in your life that obviously manages and maximizes your energy, but they magnify each other. So I just like to say that with say no often, that's discipline number six. And when the first five disciplines are in place, just to recap really quickly, when you're thinking in 10-year timeframes, when you're taking time off, when you know thyself, when you are being still, and when you know you're 100%, all of a sudden what happens is you are able to say no to everything that doesn't fit in the previous five disciplines. Being able to say no comes very easy because you've created a filter in your life. And literally the decisions that come at you that you need to say yes or no to are as clear and as easy as somebody saying to you, do you want to eat this worm? In other words, you would instantly say no. In other words, it's a no brainer. It's so obvious to say no to that. You will get to that place. And for me, I've gotten to that place. I'm going to pause just to let you take this where you want to take it. And then yeah. certainly there's a few more things I want to say about this. All right. Well, the, the thought that comes in my mind about eating the worm, you know, as a startup founder, you're eating a lot of worms. Does this really come down to the saying no piece is really more of a prioritization piece in order to, to make sure that you're only saying yes to the things that are important, saying no to everything else. Yeah. And, and, you know, so, um, I love Warren Buffett's quote, okay? He, talks, he says, the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. And so with that, you and I are having a little bit of a philosophical debate because I don't believe that a startup entrepreneur is eating as many worms as they have to, okay? And I'm yeah. speaking from experience. So again, your audience can roll their eyes but, but I'm speaking from experience. You have a choice to not eat that worm. Now, again, when you have VCs breathing down your back, maybe you have an external force. I never had that external force. And I was comfortable growing my business over a 17-year period at 40% per year. But nonetheless, I believe you have a choice. And so, yes, you're going to eat a worm or two, but you shouldn't spend every day all day eating worms. And, and <laughs> so the, the point in that is, yes, it is about prioritization, but it is also about saying no, because it's like, you know, let's pretend you had to do, say, uh, meet, solve 20 things in a day. Okay. You do have a choice on most of those things. And yeah. it is looking at them and saying, which one is going to further 
me? Which is going to get me closer to the goals? What is going to get me closer? Again, now we're bringing that 10-year picture in to the to the 10-year picture, to the 10-year thinking, to the 10-year mindset. What's going to get me closer? You only have so much capacity. You only have so much time. So yes, it's prioritization, but that meeting that you're about to say yes to, is it really go that hour you're about to spend with that person? Is it really going to get you there faster? Sometimes, again, these are in your personal life as well. If you don't walk away from the meeting energized or it didn't get you closer to your 10-year thinking, then by all means, do not take that meeting. In other words, you're crazy to do that. The yeah. three projects you're about to work on, you know, just like I'm looking at my list, you know, I'm probably going to be saying no to about two of those things by end of day tomorrow because I'm looking at my capacity. Yeah. But if there's three projects in front of you, you're right. It's prioritization by saying, you know what, these two are going to further me the fastest. I got to say no to this one. And sometimes saying no is really, really hard. But when you run it through that filter, it's a lot easier and a lot clearer. Well, that also goes for taking funding, right? You should say no to meetings with potential investors that probably aren't the best investor for you. And you should also say no to customers who aren't your ideal customer, especially in the beginning. I think when we launched, we signed up a, a bunch of customers that are not our ICP. But as a result, we're not getting we're not getting the traction out of them that we need to in order for them to transfer over into being a, a usable customer. Yeah, Something I, we've learned, but we should have said no to a few of those for sure. Yeah, and, I, and I, that prompts two thoughts. You know, there are good VCs and bad VCs. So yes, you you do have some control over the VC that you choose. And if you chose a bad one, then you're going to live a life of hell. Yep. And number two, with clients, again, always speaking from experience. Every one of my EOS clients, I choose my clients. I love working with my clients. Yep. And if at any moment I don't, I'm firing them. It's not even an option. It's a no-brainer. Again, it's that eat the worm decision. So with that, you know, I would love to offer up two more things because we might have some people kind of doubting this. The first is um, if, if, if you haven't read McCowan's book, Essentialism, it is, the, it is a masterpiece on how to say no and really simplify and clarify your life to be able to do that. And he says, he shares this great quote in there. And he talks about how, you know, the thought of saying no for most human beings, we get physical discomfort. There's a guilt that we have, but then he goes on to say, well, you have two choices. You can either say yes and, and regret it for days, weeks, months, and sometimes years, or you can say no, feel that discomfort, feel that guilt for moments and then it's gone forever. So which do you choose? It's like a no brainer. But what I do, one of my little tricks, and I didn't even realize I did this until somebody pointed it out to me about three years ago. And that is when I say no to someone, I always offer them something in its place. So when somebody asks me to do a podcast, you know, that doesn't qualify for whatever reason, I always say no, but I say, here are three great authors or or thought leaders that I think would be great for your podcast. When somebody wants me to do a talk and I can't do that talk for whatever reason, I offer something up. When somebody asks me to spend some time, I offer. So I'm always offering something up in its place that takes the sting off. And I find that most people that I say no to, they walk away smiling because I do such a good job articulating why the answer has to be no. I, they literally walk away feeling good about me telling them no. I totally get you 100%. Well, shoot, Gino, we're getting pretty close on time. These are two really valuable lessons, and I hope that our audience can really take this to heart and plug it into their lives. What would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today? Uh, you bet. Well, so plug into their business today, 
it's a tricky, perfect answer to give because we're talking about the 10 disciplines. And what I would urge and ask is to please start living by the 10 disciplines. You can download a free ebook that are all 10 disciplines in 30 pages. And so the content is right there and free for you. So the first thing is, is start living by the 10 disciplines. Go to the website, the10disciplines.com and download that free ebook. That would absolutely be number one at the top of the list. And we'll have that linked in our show notes. Gino, man, thanks so much again for uh, your time investment. And I want to welcome you back again to the Higher Power Radio community. You know, I know you just uh, gave the website, but how else can uh, others reach you to find out more about, you know, what you got going on? Yeah, well, the epicenter of everything 10 Disciplines is at the website, 10disciplines.com. That's where you'll find the free ebook. Uh, we also offer group coaching. And so if you really want to master these disciplines and live them in your life, we offer group coaching where we take peer groups of 15 through the process and really help you master these together so you're living by these disciplines. And then for everything else that I've created, there's five pieces of content I put out in the world, and it's all to serve an entrepreneur on their lifeline from startup to living utopia. I mean, literally their ultimate life and truly freeing their souls and letting their freak flag fly. If you go to genowickman.com, that's where you will find those five pieces of content. And that content will meet you right where you are. Again, from literally being literally about to start a business all the way to the day that you make it to the top of the mountain and you're ready to start doing the inner work. You know what? I stock all your content all the time. So <laughs> guilty as charged. All right. I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, Andrea Ballin and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. After all, this show is for you, and we want to continue to bring you valuable content week after week. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickettstridesearch.com. So we're restructuring the podcast. I don't have a show for next week, but we're focusing on bringing a higher production quality and more impactful guests in the future. So be patient with us as we're going to be a little bit inconsistent over the next few months and relaunch in Q2. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard. 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 Gerard.